What's up? What it do, man? Y'all now tuned in to this little thing of ours. You know, this a family affair over here, man. Uh, on mic number one, I got my big cousin, my brother, my round, my woke. You know what I'm saying? Y'all might know him as Lambo. I know him as Dante Taylor. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. My fault. Yeah, just walk that. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, start over. Start over. Call. Okay, hold on. I'm finna call you back. Uh, or we could just keep it and just practice with this one. Nah, cause, cause I want you to see something. I want you to learn how to come in with an intro and everything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's practice it right now, and then when we restart, it'll be fluent. You feel me? I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, like the like just start over now, and then I'll come in and say what I say, and if it sound right, then we'll boom start over, and then go from there. Well, do the one thing that you do, cause I like when you come on like that. What? When you be like, cuz oh, and then I be like, cuz oh. Oh, yeah, cuz oh. Cuz oh. Talk to me. Hey, man, on mic number one, y'all already know who it is, man. It's the man with the plan. Uh, y'all might know him as Lambo. You know what I'm saying? I know him as my big cousin, my brother, my round, Dante Taylor. DT, say what's up to the people. What's up? What's up, world? It's your boy Lambo checking in, man. Checking in with Lil' Cuz. Chico Ace. You know, I know that's how everybody know him, but I know him as Tony. I know the real him. We go yeah, back. Y'all, you heard. Yeah, heard me. And then y'all already know who it is, man. It's the persecutor of perspective and the constructor of criticism, man. The one, the only, the voice of the city. Orlando, it's your son, Chico Ace, man. Listen, this 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 podcast here is going to be for the people, for real, for real. Um, you know, just me, just something for me and Carl, kind of like a memoir, man, just so people can listen to it, listen to how our life was. Listen to how we grew up, and one day, you know, we could show, you know, our kids, man. You know, as they playing together and stuff like that, they can actually hear both of their parents, you know, family actually sticking together. Uh, we here to kind of change the narrative, man, because I think everybody think that black men ain't out here trying to do something positive. And if they are out here trying to do something positive, um, it's only a chosen few, which I don't think is true. So, I mean, Carl, I know one of the first topics uh, I wanted to hop in was uh, talking about our childhood. And um, how kind of like they normalized a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Um, I would guess, I would say my first question to you would be, you know, describe your, um, if you could, Carl, could you please describe your, your childhood, man? You know, what you saw growing up, things that you experienced, feelings, you know, because it's going to go into the next topic, which is, uh, you know, vulnerability in black men. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, me explaining my childhood pretty much explains your childhood because we was there together. So, yep. you know, it, you know, our story is pretty similar to, you know, you know, the majority of, you know, black, you know, people's story, you know, the, the struggle, the hood, the trauma and everything. But to hop into details, you know, we just come from a family that uh wasn't so close knitted, you know what I'm saying? Unless we needed each other, needed something, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. we always was around each other because we was forced to be, you know what I'm saying? Moms is working two jobs, you know what I'm saying? Trying to provide. So granny was there to raise us. And, you know, every day I remember waking up early in the morning, going to granny house, you know what I'm saying? She make an oatmeal for all, you know, 10 to 20 of us, whoever it is there at that time. 
and uh, sending us off to school, you know, come home from school, back to Granny House, eat dinner, you know what I'm saying, chill, play with all the cousins, and then moms come pick you up at the end of the night. And that was kind of, you know, the, the routine for years. And, you know, that's, you know, and you would think, you know, that many of us being together all the time will make us really close. But, you know, a lot of us is, you know, kind of scattered around and doing our own thing. But uh, you, you know, I kind of seen from, you know, when we was kids that, you know, you was the one I was going to be closest with because mm. we, we shared the same mindset. I seen that back then. And I was like, we're going to be the ones that the family going to look up to. And it's crazy because, like, you know, we ain't got much status, you know, when it comes to, you know, you know, the world and on paper and like corporate shit, but to our family, like we everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, even to this day when, you know, I go to, you know, family events, you know, you come into town, like when we walk in, like all our little cousins go crazy and running and screaming and jumping on us, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, like it's crazy, but it just shows yeah. how powerful just, you know, you know, positivity is, you know what I'm saying? So let's let's dive deeper into it then, Carl, for the people who don't really know, uh, you know, in depth about our situations and how we grew up. So I remember one vivid memory um, was was like the men. Right. So let's talk about like men, like, you know, black men. Um, what is like what is what is one thing that you think that you learned, you know, towards your manhood, like like growing up and mind y'all, mind y'all. Um, you know, just to let y'all know, you know, this is totally vulnerable. This is just totally, these are actually like, this is stuff that you can like fact check. Um, and stay tuned because we'll be bringing special guests on the show. Um, you know, just, uh, just, to, you know, just, this really like our memoir, you know, just to tell the story, man, because it get deep and it get vulnerable. And I ain't going to lie to you, I have a hard time talking about it. I try to block it out a lot. Um, like Cuz said, though, man, when we grew up, um, you know, it was it was different. Um, I remember one vivid memory is uh, like for instance, right? I remember growing up without a dad. You know, I had a granddad. You know what I mean? Um, growing up without a dad, you know, you got to learn a lot of things on your own. Even though you pick it up, like you know, from your uncle here, you know, from your big cousin here, from from your granddad here, from from your uncle. You know, you know what I mean? But um, I remember one thing growing up was like not having a pop. So I remember growing up, cause I used to get jealous. You know what I mean when all our friends and and all that stuff. Cause you know I know I know your dad was there. You get what I'm saying? And salute the uncle um Larry, always been 100, um always been like 1K, always been 1K, treating me like his own. Um, but like matter of fact, I don't even want to jump into the dad thing. Really, what I want to jump into is the mom thing because I really want to talk about this narrative in the black community women out there that's listening and this is coming from a grown man 26 years old who always you know uh watched and learned and, and saw things it is crucial yes for a a kid to have their dad but in my opinion because i think it's more crucial for a kid to have a mom especially a dude like especially a boy growing up mm. Only reason I'm being, gonna, I'm gonna huh? let you finish, but I'm gonna let you know I, I disagree with that. I'm gonna tell you why. But go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why I say that, Carl. I'm gonna say this. Um, 
I could have dealt growing up without my dad. Like, like now that I really look back on it, you know, 26 years, 11, I could have really dealt. I could have, I, well, I dealt with growing up without my dad. You know what I mean? I always wonder why, but, you know, I could have dealt without growing up with my dad. Me and my mom wasn't really close. You know what I'm saying? You know that because you was there. But, you know, um, I would, I would say, I would say, I, yeah, cause I would say, I would say, I would say, I think it's more crucial for the mom to be there because it's just something about having a that love from a woman, bro. It's just something about having that love from a woman because I know for a long time, bro, it was hard. It was hard for me to love women. You get what I'm saying? It was hard for me to even look a woman dead in her face. You know what I mean? And tell her them words, "I love you." You get what I'm saying? Because psychologically, how I used to look at it is, how can you love me if my mama did? You get what I'm saying? So right. it's like. It's a difference versus coming out your daddy nutsack versus coming out your mama, you know, vagina. I, I know it sounds crazy because both of them bodies, the concept is the same, but I think it's a certain, um, it's a certain feeling associated with coming, you know, with your moms. You get what I'm saying? Like, I've always seen how auntie treated y'all. You know what I mean? Like, auntie Kendra, I ain't gonna lie, man. Salute to her. That's like my second mom. And like I said, it's not to knock nobody in the family. It's not to hurt anybody's feelings. This is just a true testament to how far God done brought us. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. to, 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 we really doing this. Honestly, Carl, I kind of look at this as like therapy. You get what I mean? Yeah, so, absolutely. But go ahead, Carl. I, 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 I would just say this. I end my statement with this. I would say that, um, I would say this, black women, I know they put a lot of stress on y'all in society and stuff like that, and I know it get hard sometimes, but never stop. Just stop for a second and never forget that. You know, we we, uh, we watching our dads and we watching what the men do, but I know for me personally, I always I always watched how my mama reacted to situations. You know, I always watched how my mama handled stuff like that. And even though we wasn't close, bro, sometimes I see myself like, boy, you really is Tasha Lowe's son. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> like you really is a son. You know, I, I developed her attitude, which was horrible. Um, you know, <laughs> and I developed her lack of being attached to people. Cause my mom cannot my mom, I don't know what it is, but she is really detached from people. But um, you know, I, I, I would say it's crucial for that that mom to be in that, that kid's life because I feel like with men you can always pick up influences, but it's just something about having that motherly love, bro, that protects you. You get what I'm saying? Like, bro, at the end of the day, I would say this. Like, at the end of the day, bro, if your dad was never there, I just always felt like, damn, you know, your mama got your back. As long as your mama love you, like Wale say, right? As long as your mama love you, you ain't got to love no one. You get what I mean? So I would, I, would, I would say that would be my statement and that would be my facts behind it, like, you know, to back it up. Because I would say it affected me personally, and I know that's biased, but I would say that it affected me personally in a way where it took me a long time to really attach myself to a woman, bro. It took me a long time to really do that because I never took no... I mean, cause think about it for a second. You never really heard of me taking women really like that serious, even when it was a serious situation. I just never took it that serious. You get what I mean? So, yeah. I, I, but, 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 but I'm saying, go ahead, Cole. What, what was your point on it? My point is, okay, I'm going to start with, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm gonna start with this. First of all, I'm like very a very spiritual person. Like, don't get I ain't say religious. I said a spiritual. So, and I feel like you know the big God put men on earth to be protectors and providers. One. <clears throat> so yeah. me, you know, 
and of course, of course, my opinion is biased because I'm speaking from my experience. So that's obviously biased. So, but for me, my pops was always there from day one, right? And I just yeah. look at, you know, my life, right? The things I went through and endured versus my brother who pops wasn't there, wasn't present, right? And so growing up, you know, my pops was there a lot, you know, and I was always with him, you know, damn near every weekend. I went to his house. I lived with him for a couple months, years here and there. And um, him being there really uh, taught me uh, responsibility. One, that was, you know, the main thing he taught me was responsibility. Like, no matter what's on your plate as a man, you got to handle that, whatever it is. And that, and that stuck with me in this in, in and and that was and I think that's something that's very important for men to have responsibility. And I'm saying that because I look at my brother, right? And no diss to him, because I love my brother with everything in me. But this is real life. This is you know, this is this is real, and this happens in a lot of households. And it's like with my brother not having his pops there, and my mom can't teach him this, can't teach you responsibility. Because that's that's something that has to come from a man. Because a man is a protector and a provider. Being a provider comes with a responsibility. So a man yeah. is supposed to teach that to his kids. So for my brother, without him having a pops to teach a responsibility, he he made a lot of, of, of bad decisions, right? Yeah. Which, which which put him in positions that you know. Now he it, it, he's he's fucked up, you know what I'm saying? He really fucked up, and it's like if his pops was there to tell him, son, don't be sleeping with all these women, getting them uh without protection, you know what I'm saying? You know, don't be you know doing this and doing that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, focus, take care yeah. of you. You feel me? Do take care of your mom, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's responsibility. My pops always taught me, take care of your mom from a JIT. And as a JIT, he meant physically. You know what I'm saying? If she ever in danger, take care of her. But now that I'm in, as he was like, as you get older, when you start making some money, take care of your mom. You feel me? Because she took care of you. You know what I'm saying? And I just think that, you know, lessons from a, a man, you know what I'm saying, to his kids, that has to happen. Like a mom, you know, they, they're nurturers. That's yeah. why, that's, that's why, you know, love is so, it, it's, you know, women are so emotional because of love. You know what I'm saying? They're nurturers. They love so hard. But at the same time is, you know, I think for a man, his hero has to be another man. It can't be a woman because, you know, for women, life you know black women it's life is all about survival so growing up all i seen my mom trying to do was survive right and it was it was very emotional like i seen her cry a lot stressed a lot you know yeah. what i'm saying and i was just like like hurting for her. and that's not something i wanted to like i like you know what i'm saying i couldn't be like yo this is this is what I want to be like. You feel me? I don't I don't want my life to be about survival. 
You feel me? Cause my pops told me, handle your responsibility so it ain't a box survival. Do what you gotta do so you straight at all times. You know what I'm saying? That's his lesson that gotta come from a man. Cause black women, dog, it's about survival for them. You know what I'm saying? Cause most of yeah. our pops ain't here. So they have to work those two and three jobs, barely spend time with their kids. You know what I'm saying? My mom always worked two or three jobs. So at a young age, she taught me how to cook, clean, do everything, like be able to take care of myself because she went home a lot to take care of myself, uh, take care of us. You know what I'm saying? So we had to learn how to do yeah. things at a young age. You know what I'm saying? But with my pop's influence, I just had that responsibility. You know what I'm saying? That was what he pushed on me. And that stays with me. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that, that's why I feel like a man is, is, is uh, a father is more crucial for a, a, a man than, a, than, a, than his mom. I mean, bro, listen, you ain't wrong, Carl. I guess, I guess with me, I, w I would say, I guess with me, though. Yeah, but guess of course, because you bias about it, though, because, like you said, your pops wasn't there, so you don't know what it feels like. You feel me? So like, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, yo, but but think, of, but this is what makes you even more strong, you feel me? This is what makes you, you know, the, the, the real survivor, because look at you now, we, your pops wasn't there, you feel me? And we still, we still on the same plane, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that just shows your strength. You feel me? What you got for your mom. Like, I was thinking about the other day. Yes, I got my strength from my mom, but I got my confidence from my pops. You feel me? Yeah. And that's that's very important for a man to have confidence. Bro, I'm going to tell you something, though. Going into that, and I'm glad you led into that. I'm going to tell you something, because probably a lot of people going to be so shocked to hear on this podcast, bro, is that I wasn't confident, bro. I just became confident probably like, Two years ago, bro. Yeah, like look, I wasn't confident. On, I know that, and that that yeah. girl, your pops got to give you that. He got because your pops the one. He he got to be your hero because you got to want to dress like him. You got to want to be like him. You feel me? I always wanted to be like my pops. You feel me? Because he used to tell me back in the day how fly he was. You know what I'm saying? Like I everything, and I, and he confident, bro. My pops think he's bro. The niggas think he's still 21, bro. He think he still got it. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. he's still in high school and and, and, and and the man. He still thinking he in his prime, bro, and he just turned 52. You know what I'm saying? Wait. And he it's just that confidence. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I but think about it though. That's cool, what I uh, speak. Of... Bro, when I speak, bro, like and I and I like I remember like on my pictures, sometimes I would caption my, my the caption on my picture would be Larry Taylor's son. Like literally, that's my caption because my pops is just a confident motherfucker, and I'm and I am too. And I'm letting you know this shit come from him. You feel me? Like I'm his son. When you see me, you see him. You feel me? Yeah. I would say this though. So I would say this, bro. See, like, see, I had that kind of effect too, because you know how you know, like our dads was like legendary in the city. Yeah. So it was like things that they did, you know, I, for y'all who don't know, our dads, you know, they had their time. They was they was out here running the streets, doing their thing. Yeah, they but, call um, my pops Nasty T, so that lets you go right there. <laughs> nasty T, uh, T Fresh, dog. Nasty T, so that, that, that lets you know what, what, what vibe he Bro, 
And just to let y'all know, our parents didn't grow up in the gutter. I mean, and this is another thing I want everybody to understand, too. We just not on here to, like, just talking, make it seem like, whoa, this, like, no, on some real spell, bro. We find comedy in this. We found the beauty in this. And, and I would say this, right? I just want people to know. Me and my dad, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and my dad, we cool. We we friends. That's my dog. But, you know, it's it, it's evident. I mean, if you came to my granddad's funeral back in 2011, well, for one, it was like a club let out. So salute to the city for whoever came to our granddad's funeral who showed our granddad love. You know what I'm saying? Me and Tay, we really appreciate it. Like, because I don't think we ever really got to say that, you know, and show that, that love and appreciation for the city. Because granddad funeral was thick. So, um, you know, that, that, that showed just how many people he touched and stuff like that, man. But, you know, granddad was my dad, bro. That was my Superman. That was my hero. Because, you know, but, but it was just something about our relationship, though. I think it. I think it happened when he found out I was selling drugs. <laughs> I think it. I think it happened when he found out. You know, I was out here in the streets trying to run the streets, sell drugs, and do and do bad stuff. But it, 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 it. Granddaddy, Granddaddy knew I wanted to be like my dad, bro. Like yeah. he knew, he knew, he knew I wanted to know why. Like you know, like and, and, and you ever heard that saying? If you hang around the barbershop long enough, you'll end up eventually. You'll end up with a cut. Yeah. And then, so I being around my dad a little bit growing up, like in my teenage years, like going to go see my cousins them on, on my dad's side, you know, going to go be around my grandma them on my dad's side. When I finally started to be around them, you know, um, I would I would say this: um, I, I figured out at a young age that wow, like they they were once like us. You know how like you had that. I don't know about everybody else, but I know I had that I had that epiphany at a young age, like wow, like. My dad out here really just trying to survive like I am. You get what I'm saying? So should I really be this upset with him that he not here? You get what I'm saying? Like, he out here really trying to figure it out every day. You get what I mean? So, I mean, to me, personally, I don't know. Maybe I just came, maybe at a young age, I came, I think I, think I came into empathy real, like, you know, like at an early age, just being able to understand people's situations and stuff like that. Um that goes into, that goes into the next question um about vulnerability and you know confidence. Why do you think it's so hard cuz for like black men to be vulnerable? Like what in your opinion like what what do you think makes black men you know like not vulnerable because and, and, and let's be honest, I don't think it's a lot of black men out here being vulnerable. I don't think and, and I don't want y'all to under, get get the word being like vulnerability mixed up with crybaby. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a difference in being vulnerable, you know, letting people in, letting people see your real self, letting people see who you really are, like really genuinely talking your flaws, talking yeah, to areas of truth. Yeah. So why do you think it's so hard for them, though, cuz? Like, what, what do you think is so, it's so, it's so, it's so, I don't know. What do you think is so, I'm going to say this challenging about it i think it comes from my mama's bro because mama teach you to act tough you feel me because you got to protect mama right yeah so you got to be tough right yeah so with that you 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 know what i'm saying unconsciously you're learning to hide your feelings and be tough because you got to protect mama because Daddy ain't around. Like, don't get it twisted. My pops was there, very active in my life. 
every day of my life. You know what I'm saying? But he wasn't physically with me. You know what I'm saying? Every day. Yeah, you know I'm saying I was there on the weekends. Like he, he was but separate. But, but, but so let's, we didn't. Let's I make, didn't have a. Let's uh, make that clear though, too, Cole. In the house. You so heard me? When, I, when I'm at Mama's house, which I was at her house 97 percent of my life growing up, uh, it was just us. You know, me, Mama, my brother and sister. So I had to be tough. You know what I'm saying? The man of the house. That's where that shit come from. You know what I'm saying? Your mama telling you you the man of the house. You feel me? With that comes, no matter what, stand up, stand in the paint, be tough. You feel me? We we gotta survive. We we gotta get through this. You feel me? And mom looking up to you. You know what I'm saying? Stand strong with her. And with yeah. that, with that, just over time, bro, you just learn to hide your feelings, bro. Literally, and tuck shit away, and and and, and, and never want to talk about it. And it's crazy that, you know, as you get older. Your girlfriend is the one that makes you spill those those things. You know what I'm saying? That that sensitive side. You know what I'm saying? That shit you've been tucking away for years. Cause they they really know you, you know what I'm saying? And like with for me, like with, you know, Deanna, like, she really my best friend, bro, because she know everything. She's the girl. Make sure that, that y'all make sure that, that y'all hit up. Taylor Gang TV on YouTube. Oh, yeah, for sure. Follow us at Taylor Gang TV on YouTube. Me and Deanna, uh, one of my kids' mom, we got a co-parent channel thing going on. Really dope, really dope content. Uh, I think it inspired a lot of um, young parents out there. Because uh, I, let me segue to this real quick, and then I'll come back to what I was saying. But uh, with this co-parenting thing, man, I think it's really dope. For people to like see that you know you don't have to be in a relationship with your baby daddy to be good co-parents you know what i'm saying it ain't got to be beef you know what i'm saying y'all can get along and take your kids on dates because i wish my parents did those things you feel me i my, my mom yeah. and my pops was never together you feel me they ain't never take me nowhere together you know what i'm saying we did things go to parks together you know what i'm saying and I always wanted that. So no matter what I told myself when I have kids, no matter what happens with my kids' moms, like, you know, I'm always going to be active, feel me, with the mom so my kids can see that, that that this is what love is, real love, you feel me? It ain't, yo, when you go to your daddy's house, you get love from your daddy. Or when you back at mama's house, you get love from mama, you feel me? It's, you know, constant love from both sides because I feel like that's healthy. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a young, a lot of young uh, 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 parents, you know, they they don't have co-parenting relationship. It's like, yo, you know, either the, the the baby mama don't fuck with the baby daddy at all, or it's like, you know, the baby mama hit the baby daddy up like, yo, I need a break. Come get your son. You know what I'm saying? I see a lot of those relationships. And I told myself I would never have that relationship. You feel me? I don't want, you know, my son to feel like, you know, Yo, when my mama tired of me, she sent me to my daddy's house. You feel me? Or I can't go to my daddy's house because my daddy ain't around. Because him and my mama don't get along. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyways, uh, I forget uh, even what I was talking about before I said No, nah, Cole. No, no, no. So, basically, basically, just to sum it up, too, like Cole said, bro, because we coming into an era now, Cole, the way the parents are getting younger, but also new methods are being implemented. So I just want to say salute to you for that 
as well because you showing people that it's another way it's another way to change the fucking narrative and then it goes yeah. it's going back it's going back into even what you said about it's going back into even what you said about you know growing up with you know mama and daddy bro and growing up with you know seeing certain things bro like you you're a person that I salute just from a moral and genuine standpoint because even though you're my cousin I love you and, and, and I respect you I just, I just got a whole different type of love for you because you just you 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 knew you 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 really feel you really felt how we grow like grew up you felt it and you said I'll never let this happen to my kids and you kept your word as a man bro Oh, absolutely. And you know why, though? You know, another reason why is because, you know, like, my pops was there. So I was like, what what type of father would I be if I'm not there for my kids when my pops was there for me? You feel me? That's real, Cole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, and again, I want to teach my kids responsibility. You feel me? Like, yo, yeah. take care of, you know what I'm saying? Handle your business. You know what I'm saying? Be a man. You know what I'm saying? Be honorable. You know what I'm saying, and that's just I would, that's just me. You know, what I'm saying I my pops, my pops tip. That's the game he gave me. That's the things he taught me. You feel me? And that's but how that how did that used to make you feel, Cub? Was that like 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 I, like? And I know this is gonna be a crazy question, but how did like that? How did that make you feel? Like how did it make you feel always constantly like even like 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 I, I always put it like this i didn't get to see my dad like on a consistent basis like i would say mm-hmm. like and you know it's kind of weird but it, it, it it's kind of weird talking about it you know on the podcast cuz you know like you you ever notice i like when you when you do podcast you doing stuff solely focused on other people mhm and now when it's on you you get you get kind of weirded out you be like whoa <laughs> yeah. so I would I always say like, how did it make you feel? Like, like something I always respect about Uncle James, bro. And salute to our uncle. Like, yeah, absolutely. That was your that you, was your pops too. Yeah, bro. That was my mother. I can't cuss because he'll probably listen to it. But <laughs> that was my that was my round, bro. Uncle James was my round, and still is my round. Like that's my dude. Absolutely. That is my dude. Like, bro, you didn't have to do it, um, but you did. Yeah. And I salute you, dog. You, you. Well, you was a real one, bro. But listen, bro, if I, bro, that's what I be saying, bro. Like, I really don't understand. I really don't understand how you don't want to be in. Well, not even don't want to be, but how you just how a situation can stop you from experiencing the dopeness of your child. And when you cultivate a child right, bro, you can, you, you, you cultivating the future, bro. Like you could be like, do you know how proud Obama mama got to be, bro? Yeah, man. Call. Like, do you hear me? Like, do you know how proud, like, 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 bro, proud, bro. I'm talking about, bro, like, I, I wouldn't be able to stop talking yeah. about how my kid is the first black president, you know, recorded in history, whether it's falsified or not, but it's still there. It doesn't matter. It's still there. This man sat in the White House, bro. This man ran the country, even though no matter how deep people want to get into it, it's still a monumental milestone Absolutely. that he did. And, like, 
to be a parent, bro, and to have a child of that magnitude, knowing that you had some sort of hand in cultivating or just helping this happen. Yeah. Do you know how that got to feel, bro? That's why I say, bro, to everybody out there who got kids, bro, always, always, always just just a habit, bro. You you can develop habits and you can break habits. Like, if you're going to develop a habit, develop a habit of developing the dopeness of your child, bro. Ask your child what's their dreams. Ask your child, because if you ask the child where their dreams at, cause you get what I'm saying? Like, the child going to do all this extra stuff to get to, to, to get to the dream. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, think about it, cause we doing everything in our names. Think about how proud Granite would be just to see us doing this. Oh, absolutely, you know, bro. Yo, my pops proud already, man. I, he came, uh, he came to the crib Sunday. We did a little pool day, and um, I hit, That's I, dope, hit I hit him with a business proposition. He it, it <laughs> took him by surprise I, for real. I told him I want to start a business with him, and it, he was shocked. I was like, and I looked him in his eye. I was like, yo, I'm serious. He was like, yeah. He was like, I know. Um, he was like, you know, people come to me with uh, business ideas all the time, and you know, they be good ideas, but they be looking for me to finance. I said, yo, if I'm coming to you with a business idea, I'm bringing the bag with me. I ain't coming to you to ask you to 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 to, to finance it. I came to you for your mental. You feel me? I know you can, you can run it. You know what I'm saying? You got the degree in, what I, in the business that I, I want to partner with you in. So, you know what I'm saying? Let's That's get real, it. Carl. You know what I'm saying? And so... That's just, you know, and he just, just because I, that, that conversation, he was just proud off of that. You know what I'm saying? And so imagine when in a couple months, you know what I'm saying, the, the business, you know, starts. He going to be like, yo, this, you know what I'm saying? So that's just. But think about, think about that too, though, because think about that drive he going to have. He going to feel like he's 21 again, again. Absolutely. Like, bro, that's dope, cuz. I ain't gonna lie, Carl. That's dope, and I'm proud of you for that one too, though. That's what I be saying, Carl. Just don't ever stop the dopeness. Like, don't ever stop being dope, man, because that's that's beautiful, bro. That one right there, that's beautiful, bro. That one right yeah, there. For sure, bro. <laughs> Just imagine how you, like you said, Go ahead, you're changing the narrative, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. Because you know, yeah, I come from. You know what I'm saying? Well, all, you know, black dudes come from, you know what I'm saying, from the hood. But yep. you ain't got to carry that with you, you know what I'm saying, your whole life. You ain't got to wear that on your sleeve. You feel me there? You know, there's a time and a place for everything. You know what I'm saying? There's a time to, you know, wear, wear the hood mentality. And there's times to put it away. You know what I'm saying? And and just understand that. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and I think a lot of people will be Better off is I feel yo. There's a lot of street hustlers out here, you know what I'm saying. And these dudes' minds are brilliant, you know what I'm saying, because they 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 got a real bag, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. they obviously know how to conduct the business deal. So it's like yo, if y'all just you know get out the street and get in these corporate offices, uh, uh, create your own business, which I prefer. You know, but either or, you know what I'm saying, just get out the streets, you know what I'm saying? Y'all can really, really make a really uh, a, a real change, a real uh, positive impact on the community. You know what I'm saying? I think I think, I think it's going to be lost our way, though. 
yeah, most of the kids in the community look up to the street hustlers anyway. So if y'all getting all this money, man, start some businesses. You know what I'm saying? Go get y'all some, you know, go get you a mentor that is successful, you know, a successful entrepreneur and get some game from them and then go start some businesses. And then our, our kids will see that and then they'll be like, okay, they businessmen, like real businessmen. You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. that, that, that'll be, man, that'll be crazy for the for the community man that'll that'll change a lot of lives man for real like Claire, yeah. we gotta buy the it's called buying the block back absolutely you get what man. i'm saying people out here doing it people absolutely. out here doing it in atlanta bro in atlanta killer might own like a third of his block bro yeah he bro he's like, he one of my mentors bro i'm a, man listen a, a, a killer might interview drop i'm stopping everything i'm doing and tuning in straight up like, hey, Killer Mike, if you ever get to listen to this, man, bring your bring your ass on here, man. We all love the politic with you. For real, man, that man knowledge is so out of here, man. Like, he really inspired me to really get into books and really read up on our history, man, because he, he knows so much. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like, as you know, at times, because, like, you know, we live in a very racist world. You know what I'm saying? Like, people try to dodge racism, and you can't because it's in your face constantly. You know what I'm yep. saying? And so it, 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 it's a big, big deal. And, you know, but at times I feel like, you know, when, when you you meet somebody that's racist or you see somebody post something racist on online or something or whatever, and, and you want to really go at them and have, you know, an argument with them, but you ain't got re- real facts to back it up. You know what I'm saying? All you can talk about, man, we were slaves and, you know, this and that, but we don't really know, okay, yeah, we were slaves, but you know who freed the slaves? Who did this? How did how did slavery start? Who who stood who stood for us? Who stood against? You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Like I I want to know the real details about it because yeah, everybody know about slavery. Yeah, everybody knows slavery happened, but I feel like if people really knew the details of that climate at that time, we would really be like, yo, we really need to get our shit together. Because even even as bad as slavery was, bro, as a people, we were so like ahead of where we is now you know what i'm saying like back in the day bro we like black people were successful you know what i'm saying and we had a a, a, we were proud to be black you know what i'm saying and we stood for something you know what i'm saying and i feel like if we really go back and 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 research and understand that like we're really like look at society there and be like yo like we we built this country you feel me and and you got all these you know people that are not minorities you know mostly white America, you know, eating the most in the country that we built. You feel me? So it's like, yo, we need to just wise up and be like, yo, we built this, so we should be profiting the most from this. So let's get all our money together and open all, and open, uh, you know, all these businesses at what we're talented at and, and take over, you know what I'm saying? And stop looking for people to save us, bro. We can save ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Bruh, we, people bro, people don't understand this, that. We built this land, bro, so we should be eating the most off of it. It's as simple as Bruh. that. People don't freaking understand that, bro. We can literally, bro, honestly, why you think they be trying so hard to fucking knock us off all the time? Bro, we got so much I power. I fucking hate it's it for power, these back bruh, It's so much power in this black skin that people are afraid of it just just by seeing it. 
people, bro, people, think about this, bro. People are afraid of you just by seeing you because your skin is black. That's powerful. Yeah. Oh, I know they be scared of me because I got a beard. So they be already, bro, listen, lady came to my job. Oh, there, hey, call. we got to make sure we don't say nothing about the jobs and stuff on him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but I'm talking, we gotta make sure we don't say nothing like the names and stuff like that. We don't need nobody trying to sue us. Oh, um, yeah. alleged, allegedly, we gotta say allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, at my job, well, man, fuck it. At my job, though, I, I, I work for myself, so. <laughs> I'm, well, yeah. Carl, listen, Carl, you gotta understand, I work for myself too, but you know, I, I gotta call for us. <laughs> yeah, hey, and, and you know what? I respect the hell out of it because, you know, you getting. You right now, I feel like with you having that job, all you're doing is, is learning how the corporate world works. So you can take all that information and, and invest it into your own projects and, and businesses and then grow that. You feel me? And that's and that's that's smart. It's basically like going to school. You feel me? Like you, you go to school yeah. to learn about all this stuff that you know what I'm saying the career you choose, whether you choose to work for somebody or be an entrepreneur. And you know what I'm saying? All you're doing is soaking up the game, the corporate game, and you're gonna put it into your own business and you gonna you gonna win. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, Carl, this be the thing too though. This be the thing too though. It's perspective, dog. Like it is like this. You see how you just put that in perspective? A lot of people don't look at jobs like that. They look at jobs like, oh, I gotta stay here for X amount of time. They don't understand that you really only supposed to be on a job. This is how I look at it. This it is my opinion. I feel like, Straight yeah, up. bro, I, I don't feel like nobody's supposed to be working long term, bro. I feel like you're supposed to be trying to get as much as you can about these jobs, learn. That's why people are like, dang, bro, Chico, stay with a job, or Chico, stay with a new job. Bro, yes, you get what you can up out the shit, and you go. That's how you're supposed to move. That's just how, that's how it is. And then Absolutely. once you get into a lane that you like, once you like, 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 like recently, I just got a and shout out to my job, Southern Hospitality Management. You know what I'm saying? I just got a um a, a brand new full ball oh, cause such a good job. Just got a brand new. You know, I can't tell my position because I don't want everybody in my pockets, but <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's a good job. And another thing is, two people don't know how to keep what they do up on the wraps. You only this is how I feel like the world would be a better place right here, cause. If people realize, if black people especially realize how strong they is, people people are so not all the way there right now. And I don't know why, because we got all the technology in the world to find this stuff out. Peep this, car. I'm going to show you how to destroy the world. I'm going to show you how to destroy the world with one method and save the world with the same one, all right? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> nah, cut it. Oh, damn, I forgot we were recording for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn, I'm sorry. Call me tripping. I ain't even know. I'm like, bro, fucking me a call in a good-ass conversation. Yeah. Well, call. Okay, so the method was this. A group of elites, right? Everybody knows people like, I, well, if everybody, I, that's ignorant for me to say. Every, well, not ignorant. That's, 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 um, that's kind of idiotic for me to say. I would say this. If you don't know, it's a bunch of families out here that control the economic wealth of the world. And this is not like a conspiracy theory. This is this is like you can go look them up. They're called the Rothschilds. You know, you have the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds. The Rothschilds has funded every major side of every major war club. 
like well not every they have they have funded every side of every major war there you go i put an extra word in there they've funded every side of every major war so every war that has changed the course of history or that has happened in the course of history because they have funded both sides of it because they own damn near and i'm just throwing hey, y'all i'm throwing these numbers not out there like that i like i, I it's pretty accurate but it's if it's not accurate it's pretty it's in the ballpark so Call they own like I want to say like sixty to seventy some percent of the world banking system. Call yeah, like they I know. Own... Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I was watching uh, Nick Cannon uh, Cannon's class on YouTube, and um, he was talking about the exact thing you talking about the the people who run the world uh, financially, like got all the money, control everything. So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And call think about this, and I don't even know if it's them. That's really doing it because they might be on the whole wave of they just trying to control the money. You get what I'm saying? Like that's that because because you can want, you can want to control the money and, and not want to have no personal attachment to what's going on. You get what I'm saying? You might just want to live comfortably and, and and acquire nice shit and you know go on about your way. Right. So I'm gonna say this: whoever it may be, um, hold on, call percentage. Yeah, oh God, bro, they own a piece of the, they own a percentage of the Federal Reserve. That's insane. But bro, I'ma say this. <laughs> That's insane, fuck. I did not know that. But um, I'll say this. The people who ever put the play in motion knew what they was doing because think about this, cause we everybody in the in the in the lower class and middle class is so busy beefing with each other that upper class don't really ever be get they don't really be giving a damn what happened to us, bro. Think about this. I be believing people when they be saying stuff talking about, you know, like the elite, bro. I feel like it's a lot of crooked shit in the world that's about to happen, bro. I feel like if black people don't get it together soon and realize what we used to do, and and I'm going to say this, and the only reason why I'm going to say this, Carl, you might think I'm kind of crazy, but I'm going to say this. Back in the day when it was segregated, black people owned their shit. Absolutely. I ain't saying I'm for segregation. And I ain't saying <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't saying I ain't saying I'm for you know people being put together. You know what I'm saying? Cause we you know what I'm saying, Cause, cause you know we multicultural. So it is what it is, you know, like I ain't saying that I'm I, all I'm saying is I wish that we can have the us being integrated, but with the still with the mentality of segregation. Absolutely. Get, That's get what, what I'm saying. Say. That's Bro, we own the dry cleaners, Carl. We own the dry cleaners. We own the corner stores. We own the, the spots to get the food. We own this. People had to come. I do. I would, mean, you know how I many you get when we get on the phone and we chop it up. We get this knowledge and we share it with each other. Like, yeah. call. That's that's what it's supposed to be about. Okay, sharing the knowledge, sharing the knowledge. Okay, call. We done shared enough knowledge. Now, how we finna apply? It? Okay, call. Well, oh no, call. I wanna apply it with you because that's why we. That's what we do. We we supposed to cultivate each other. Absolutely. But I don't think I don't think black people understand that, bro. Like, bro, I'm gonna tell you something. You know what I don't like about back back home? What's up? The lack of support, and that's corner to the next question. Cause why? Do you think it's so hard for black people to support each other, Carl? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, and everybody know why, bro. It's the crab in the bucket mentality, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like 
you don't see that many of us winning. So when you see somebody that's winning, you'd be like, him of everybody he winning? Oh no, not him. I want what he got, and somebody going to get it. You know what I'm saying? And you going, you know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. Hey, because think about it, bro. It ain't a lot of us in the city that's winning. So the few that are, that's flossing with it. You know what I'm saying? It's people wanna, you know. People want that spot, you know what I'm saying, and that's just that's just simply what it is. And I think if we just, you know, instead of looking at the people, the select few that's winning, like bro, we all just came together, pulled our resources, whether it's finances or just information. It's like, yo, we can really take over, like really, like like yo, it's so much talent in the city, man. I see all these women wearing these crazy wig colors and. All this and uh and 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 they always you know tag the you know the female who do it and it's always a a a a black girl that's like doing it out of her crib or whatever and it's like yo we need to be investing in black women like that like we need to be pulling our money together and opening uh, uh nice hair salons that can compete with the corporate hair salons you know what I'm saying and really support them man you know what I'm saying it's so many dope. Uh, black female uh, hairstylists in the city, man, if they all came together, put all their money together and got one shop and just, and you know what I'm saying, they all had crazy clientele and just turned up, man, they, oh man, they'll take over. They'll take over, but it's too much, it, it, it's jealousy, man. It's, it, it's jealousy. And another thing is not just jealousy, bro, it's honestly trust also. Like, it's hard to trust us. You feel me? It really is because, you know, and that's just, that's just how it is, bro. Growing up, it was about survival. So, you you know what I'm saying? You you take it from somebody or doing something. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's just what it is. It's a dog-eat-dog world with us. So, it's hard to trust when when that's the environment you've grown up in. You know what I'm saying? When you live in the hood all your life, it's just hard to trust. So, that's another thing we got to get over. We got to start, you know, trusting each other more. That, you know, yo, if I do partner with this person, they ain't going to screw me over. They ain't just going to run off. You know, like everybody running off on the plug. Uh, you know, everybody running off on these, these street hustles. And, and that's just why. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't trust. But so we, we, need, we need to also, you know, be able to trust each other too. Yeah. Chico. Yeah. 